So let us close our eyes for a minute and think of the center of our consciousness, center of our awareness, where all the external differences dissolve. One can feel the unity of existence and that unity is also the bliss absolute This core of our being is unchanging. It is same in everyone. Since this is the source of all bliss. It is the goal that we should strive for. When we open the eyes, we still see the one appearing as many. The many are not really different from each other. Like we see many animal crackers. They are different in shape and according to the shapes they get the names. But are they actually different? No, just abstract the shapes and you see the oneness. So, a meditative person, even with open eyes, feels this oneness and therefore does not get upset or angry because it is one only appearing as many. So, while deals with the differences, like I will not call you by some other name, I know you are Gary, I won't say you are Charles, because although all are same, but yet as a variety, you have your particulars, you have your particular shape, your age, your gender, your profession, your qualifications, all are different from that of Charles or different from the Swami. But when you abstract or discard the shapes, now the differences are not there. Mm-hmm. It is. So, we deal with differences when we see them, but yet remain aware that they are just superficial. That removes all the angry feelings in us or depression. It is uh, it because we are connected to the source of bliss and well-being. So, that is the idea in meditation. One prayer that we say, it is uh, an age-old, maybe 5,000 years old prayer that Hindus recite. Om Sahana Vavatu Sahana Bhunaktu Sahaviryam Karavavahai Tejasvinavadhitamastu Maavidvishavahai 
ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ದಿ ಮೀನಿಂಗ್ ಇಸ್ ಮೇಕ್ ವಿ ಬಿ ಪ್ರೊಟೆಕ್ಟೆಡ್ ಟುಗೆದರ್ ಮೇಕ್ ವಿ ಬಿ ನರಿಷ್ ಟುಗೆದರ್ ಮೇಕ್ ವಿ ವರ್ಕ್ ಟುಗೆದರ್ ವಿತ್ ವಿಗರ್ ಮೇ ಅವರ್ ಸ್ಟಡಿ ಮೇಕ್ ಅ ಸಿಲ್ಯೂಮೆಂಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮೇ ದೇರ್ ಬಿ ನೋ ಹೇಟ್ರೇಟ್ ಅಮಂಗ್ ಜಸ್ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಪ್ರೇಯರ್ ಇಸ್ ವೆರಿ ಗುಡ್ ಯು ಮಸ್ಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ನೋಟಿಸ್ಡ್ ದೆ ರಿಪೀಟೆಡ್ ಐಡಿಯಾ ದೇರ್ ಈಸ್ ಟುಗೆದರ್ನೆಸ್ ಟುಗೆದರ್ನೆಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಎ ಪ್ರಿಕರ್ಸರ್ ಆಫ್ ಒನ್ನೆಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ವೆನ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಇನ್ ಅನ್ ಅಸೆಂಬ್ಲಿ ವಿ ಫೀಲ್ ಒನ್ ಅವರ್ ಅಸೆಂಬ್ಲಿ ಅವರ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸ್ ಅವರ್ ಗ್ರೂಪ್ ನಾವು ವಿ ಆರ್ ಮೆನಿ ಬಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ವಿ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ಮೇಕ್ಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಯೂನಿಟಿ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಒನ್ ಸ್ಟೆಪ್ ಬಿಲೋ ಯೂನಿಟಿ ವೆರಿ ಕರೆಕ್ಟ್ಲಿ ಪುಟ್ ಸೊ ಇಸ್ ದಟ್ ದಿ ಗೋಲ್ ವೇದಾಂತ ಎಸ್ ವೇದಾಂತ ಗೋಲ್ ಇಸ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕ್ರೈಬ್ಡ್ ಬೈ ದಿ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ವೇದಾಂತ ಟೀಚರ್ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ದಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಎಟ್ total cessation of suffering and experiencing the ultimate infinite bliss mm-hmm. that is the goal of vedanta uh, according to vedanta all human beings strive for this mm-hmm. so this is not a goal mm, that is kind of prescribed this is what naturally human beings are seeking for mm-hmm. every mm. single human being every single being nobody says that oh i want more suffering <laughs> mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nobody says yeah. that i don't want happiness so therefore this becomes a natural goal not that somebody has assigned an objective or a purpose or a goal but this is an automatic natural uh, goal that human beings strive for whether correctly or incorrectly mm-hmm. in the right manner or wrong manner so vedanta shows them the best way to reach it and that is by uh, seeing clearly understanding things clearly in the light of reason and our experience it is uh, vedanta is critic of experience not like kant which is critic of pure reason or practical reason mm-hmm. mm. vedanta is analysis into our experience so from experience we learn so the teachers of vedanta try to show us that what experience you are having what have you done look at your past what have you been doing and did you achieve the desired results desired objectives did you become happier than what you were so analyze and then learn from that analysis and chalk out the course for your future mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. In that way, I see and you described it very well. Yoga as a science. It's like a trial and error for the human experience. Yes, yoga uh, I would better call it. It certainly is scientific, but it is more a technology. Mm. The difference in science and technology is science gives the pure understanding or concepts are presented in science technology makes use of that yeah. in enriching one's life mm-hmm. so that is how yoga the what you said you know that science is understanding the principles of vedanta 
and yoga is to convert them into practical tangible practical experience you know i see mm-hmm. so that is how this these two are together mm-hmm. if you see the most uh, popular uh, text of vedanta bhagavad gita in bhagavad gita every chapter has that colophon that it says that what is bhagavad gita brahma vidya and yoga shastra means it is the wisdom the knowledge about the absolute truth and yoga shastra the technology of experiencing and practicing it mm-hmm. this is very important mm-hmm. so what are the practices the practices are to train our body our mind and our intellect mm-hmm. as recommend? they say Sorry, in the uh, this pedagogy mm, 3h hand heart and head mm. the training of these mm. Mm, means your faculty of work is to be given a proper turn it is called yoga of action then your feelings also uh, and that is very important aspect for most of us because we get you know, life is pulled according to how we feel yeah feelings is the driving force most of us for most of us so the feelings have to be turned towards the ideal and then intellect our faculty of discernment what is right what is not right what is permanent what is impermanent what gives me uh happiness what makes me unhappy yeah one has to discern it mm-hmm. what is i and what is not i mm-hmm. discern that so this is called the yoga of knowledge what i earlier told feelings turning the feelings is the yoga of devotion or in sanskrit bhakti yoga yeah and then this yoga of discernment is the jnana yoga yoga of knowledge then we practice another yoga which actually is a common part of all these that is called the yoga of concentration and control mm-hmm. that we must establish control on our limbs control on our mind then only we will be able to use this instrument yeah and mm-hmm. that uh, yesterday i was at the central falls high school mm it's a public school and probably the only public school that invites us for me <laughs> mm. so i was telling the idea in meditation that it is to learn to control our body and mind it is like you know if you want to use the car you should be controlling your car <laughs> yeah if not what will happen and the students immediately said the car will crash if you lose the control of the car so i said that is what happens if our mind is not under our control it drives us mm, yeah it drives <laughs> us mm. so we become thus crazy yeah it is therefore to bring that under our control mm-hmm. that is a separate discipline of yoga is called raj yoga uh in some texts the nomenclatures are a little different and what is practiced these days in the name of yoga like doing some postures and all yeah. that is nothing bad about it it is very good it helps us to have a good balanced uh, physical health yeah but in none of our scriptures 
this has been that called yoga that doing various postures mm-hmm. that is not called yoga it's asana asana uh-huh. yeah asana patanjali the the most respected teacher of yoga he defines asana as sthira sukham asanam uh, means a stable and comfortable uh, pose to sit in for meditation mm-hmm. yeah mm. so it is not that you stand on your head or put one leg like this and another leg like this those things are not spoken at all in any of our ancient texts yeah uh, so it is some comparatively very modern texts they have dealt with those and very nicely like gherand sahita and so forth so it is uh, but uh, yoga basically means what you understand and gets converted into your experience mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. you learned mm, that how to play piano by reading a book now practice you know yeah mm, just reading a book on piano doesn't make you an expert pianist mm-hmm. so it's like that i see so where would you recommend to somebody that has no idea about the whole yogic path and the different um the different modalities that you just described where would you recommend somebody start on this path would you say meditation well meditation depends on the temperament of that person mm-hmm. all will not be uh, fitted into this meditation pattern there are uh, people constitutionally they want to work so uh we would tell them okay work uh, with devotion yeah mm. work for the w- unity uh, work for the unity yeah. work to help others mm. Mm. work without getting caught into the work yeah mm. without the fruits of the work right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so mm, some people will find that more beneficial some people will find that oh um pray pray to lord offer all your love to god because that is their constitution yeah they are more driven by feelings so offer your feelings instead of offering those feelings to the transient objects offer it to the unchanging ever present your constant companion the god mm-hmm. mm i see yeah and some people uh, they would like to you know meditate and that uh, try to concentrate on the workings of the mind try to control and all that there are some like that some will be more interested in philosophy mm-hmm. that okay Mm, come on let us analyze what is real and what is not real yeah mm what is uh, just evanescent and what is permanent so mm, now if they understand that now they have to put it into from intellectual understanding mm, to getting it as a deep conviction mhm because that will change life and that deep conviction becomes the experience yeah so this is how there are different types of people some like say for example a uh, lot of music mm mm yeah now they may not like meditation that much they want even while meditating some soothing meditative music to go on mm-hmm. mm so for them okay think of the deep sound within mm-hmm. mm the uh, levels of sound that that sound 
which is unstruck sound which can never be heard by the ears hmm. but it goes on no the om me om. Hmm. om is uttered but there is the unuttered uttered or unutterable aspect of every sound hmm. uh, learning to listen the music of silence mm if if we have to put it in a somewhat mystical way mm. then learning to listen to silence mm. so a person interested in music mm can be told okay train yourself to listen to this silence because that is what is real music yeah and the Uh, sound provides a frame to the silence mm. like a picture frame you know mm-hmm. so you should be seeing the picture not the frame <laughs> mm. yeah the frame highlights the picture mm. so similarly the sound highlights the silence mm. that's good yeah mm. so some people would be benefited by that kind of meditation mm-hmm. it is called nad yoga mm. nad means sound that's interesting mm. and it's to almost listen to that which listens yeah yeah listening to that which listens hmm mm. you are very correct there but either way all paths lead the same oneness. same goal same yeah goal. same oneness mm-hmm. one cannot choose the path uh, oh. means willingly one cannot choose the path mm-hmm. and the constitution of a person will determine the path yeah mm, so it is like you cannot choose the medicine and the doctor prescribes looking at your uh, health issues mm-hmm. the doctor prescribes <laughs> no i like to eat this medicine that doesn't work you know mhm mm, so so based upon our karma yeah karma or that how you are uh, it is difficult to put it in exact words but how your temperament is yeah mhm mm, it is accordingly you should uh, be guided on a path Mm-hmm. that is why there is the importance of guru mm-hmm. the spiritual teacher who uh, provides you with the proper path the guide like the guide yeah like gps hmm? <laughs> so <laughs> gps mm-hmm. uh, it tells you and uh, take left turn take right turn and all that yeah so here in spiritual life GPS means guru positioning system. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> And sometimes the guru or maybe all times can guide you better than you can, right? Almost like fill in exactly. the gaps. Exactly. Exactly. Do you have yeah. a have you ever had an embodied guru? Like a master? Yeah, I had a guru. Yeah, well, you still do. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it is true. It is although the one who initiated me on this path mm-hmm. he passed away but his presence is with me and it keeps on guiding me mm. Mm. Yeah. so there are many uh, whom i initiated and i tell them that your actual guru is shri ramakrishna mm-hmm. mm, holy mother and vivekananda mm, it is uh, i am their instrument yeah so even if this instrument falls off or falters doesn't mean that they have no guide their guide will be always with them mm-hmm. so it is uh, that is very important yeah and it's always ultimately the guru is krishna right guru guru the guru with a capital g yeah. is krishna right ramakrishna in our order we say ramakrishna or would ramakrishna say his guru is krishna no no 
Ramakrishna wounds. Ramakrishna and Krishna are same. I see. The incarnations the is, of yeah. God, you know. Mm-hmm. We call that as incarnations of God. Mm-hmm. God, mm, the absolute, the all-pervading. As Christians would see Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. One, the difference is that in Christianity, it is once for all. Once for all? What uh, do you mean? Means once only the God incarnated. Oh, just Jesus. As Jesus. Yeah, I see. Uh, that mm-hmm. is, uh, and that's done for the whole um, span of time. Yeah. That is the, only the one particular moment. Hindus say no. Mm-hmm. That from time to time, when uh, the situation changes, the society changes, uh, the teachings have to be again re-established. Mm-hmm. And so, God takes human form again and again. Krishna was one of them. Like before Krishna, a few thousand years ago, Rama was there. Mm-hmm. Rama, then Krishna. Uh, then there was uh, Buddha. Yeah. Mm. Then Shankaracharya. Mm-hmm. Mm. They were all God incarnations. Yeah. Mm. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Jesus Christ, mm. and so forth, you know, that uh, they all uh, were the teachers to mankind by showing them, as Jesus puts it very beautifully, I am the goal, I am the way. Mm-hmm. Mm. In such incarnations of God, you see the goal. You mm-hmm. don't have to ask. You just experience it that this is the goal. Yeah. And how they lead their life becomes the path also. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm, that is how the incarnations of God are the great teachers. Sri Ramakrishna is the incarnation in present times for the whole world because he practiced all different religions and then proved without, beyond all doubts that all these paths lead to the same goal. Mm -hmm. So, he also showed in his life that God-realization is the only goal of life and that can be achieved. In this skeptical age, uh, people cannot have faith unless they see the demonstration. Yeah, seeing is believing. Yeah, seeing is believing, correct. So, Sri Ramakrishna showed that God can be seen. Mm, but not seen, right? It is in the colloquial sense of seeing. Well, that is exactly correct. What you said, it is seeing without any instruments. Our eyes and mind and our other sense organs—they are all instruments, mm-hmm. and they do not generate the perception or whatever you may call experience. They only bring it according to their capabilities. Mm-hmm. But God can be seen mm, after throwing away all this mediacy. Mm, the mediacy creates distortions also. Mm-hmm. Mm, like one day I was driving and mm, uh, after a while I looked at the dashboard why it is all so dark today? It is uh, something went wrong there in the electric thing. Why it is not lighting up? Mm-hmm. And I am not able to see at what speed I am driving and anything. What is, uh, yeah. So uh, then I realized I had dark glasses mm-hmm. <laughs> on my eyes. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I forgot all about it. Mm-hmm. So it is now those glasses were creating the distortion. Yeah. So our eyes, our ears, all our uh, sense organs, our desires, 
Huh? Our desires. What did you say? Our desires. Our desires, they function through them. Mm-hmm. So, they create distortions. Mm-hmm. And so, when they are all taken out, then one experiences the presence of God mm-hmm. right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, it is... Uh, like this, you know, that they, if you are, say, watching a movie, now, suppose a little child is sitting by your side and the child has heard that there is a screen on which the pictures are shown. But the movie is going on and then the child says, where is the screen? Now, how can you show this screen? Because <laughs> mm. they're involved in the movie too much, is what you're Yeah, saying. it mm-hmm. is true, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it is, uh, and you cannot see. So, when the movie is over, you say, see, hey, do you see now? <laughs> huh? Oh, laddie, see, that's the screen. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that alone was real anyway. Mm-hmm. So, that is how you see the God. The reality that pervades everything. It's taking mm. a step back, mm. right? A metaphorical step it's back. A step back. Yeah. Mm. That which pervades everything, like the screen was pervading every picture in the movie. Every picture was pervaded by the screen. Yeah. So that divine pervades everything. Mm. We just cloud it, right? Yeah. We do it to ourselves, essentially. Yeah, we do it to ourselves. So, ah. what, um, what holds us back the most? I know I've heard, Brahma, I've heard you say, Ramakrishna says, is greed and lust. Would you say that's the top two things that hold us back from being able to see the uh Yes, the lust and greed. Yeah. Yeah. That lust and <sighs> greed yeah. uh, does not let our... Uh, thinking faculty function means it thinks but it doesn't overpower our uh, ignorant behavior Mm -hmm. it is it thinks but it stops to sort of pushing that conclusions of the thinking uh, to make it practical what do you mean that is, you see, uh, thinking can easily tell you you are not the body. I see. So, yeah, when you get caught up in yeah. the base level, it yeah. gets you caught in thinking. Yeah. So, you are not able to think then. Yeah. Do you get the point? Yeah. Yeah. So, that is the, uh, our desires um, and then our running after the so-called sense pleasures mm-hmm. mm, that although they keep on bringing us more and more suffering, more and more bondage, keep we refuse to learn, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. I was telling that we have, you must have seen in the kitchen, all the fruit flies. Yeah. A uh, lot of them. Mm-hmm. So, somebody uh, brought a, an electronic trap that radiation and then they get caught and then they get stuck and Mm -hmm. so forth. But the fruit flies probably guessed what it is (laughs) and they were not going near it at all. Mm -hmm. So I said, look, they are much wiser than human beings. We (laughs) go and get trapped every now and then in everything. (laughs) Now, would you say that is uh, the purpose I don't know if even purpose is the right word, but our suffering brings us out of our suffering, essentially. So it's until yeah. we get the message, until we can uh, see beyond the, the, the temporary comings and goings of the sense pleasures and the suffering that it brings. Yes, that is what Buddha did. Yeah. <laughs> but commonly what happens with most of us is that we suffer but we do not uh, reason enough to find the cause of the suffering. Yeah. 
we think that oh i don't have enough money and that is the cause of suffering so let me get more money <laughs> let me get more money because <laughs> the suffering is like yeah. the symptom right suffering is correct you know mm. it is the symptom uh, suffering or more importantly pain mm. uh, pain is the indicator of the malady within yeah so uh, the body gives you an indication that yeah. oh by giving you pain that something is wrong <laughs> ah. so Uh, the suffering in the world should awaken us yeah but um, it takes eons <laughs> to to get awake yeah a long time right long time, long time. Mm. <sighs> yeah it's a turning point i feel like on the path to see suffering actually as grace in that way Cause, that is true because it's actually what's taking us like it, it may seem like if you do look at it just at the symptom level like so much darkness so much woe in the world but it's actually leading us to a better age a better life altogether yes from that point of view you are right that suffering uh shows us the proper path it is we suffer and then that suffering tells us Hey, you! What you were doing was not right. Mm-hmm. So like slap on the uh, wrist. Slap, yeah, <laughs> right. On the knuckles, you get a blow. Then you start thinking about it. That is what happens to Buddha when he looked at all these sufferings. Yeah, he said, "No, I don't want any of that." Mm, it is so, but it takes time for uh, most people to. do that some people fortunately uh, by the grace of god do it just like that yeah mm. there are uh, these uh, sayings you know that uh, how people learn some people do not even experience themselves they see that a fellow walking ahead of them mm, mm-hmm. and they falls in the ditch so they become aware that there is a ditch there and so they don't fall yeah mm. some themselves fall uh, and learn oh oh i should have been more careful mm-hmm. some do not learn even after having repeated experiences <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. there is a nice story sometimes i tell it in the class i had read it in one of our magazines that a, a man in those somewhat say olden days there were those phones you know that you have to lift that <laughs> black yeah. handsets and yeah the olden days so olden days <laughs> so and uh, people used to keep that near their bedside yeah so one man uh, was visited by his friend and they friend he, he asked this man oh why your left ear is black like this ear he said you know what happened you know this early morning i was still not properly awake still in a kind of daze mm-hmm. and then the phone rang and instead of uh, holding the receiver and putting it to the ear I put the hot iron and put it there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is why it is black. Oh, but then why the other side is black too? Oh, that fellow called again. You know that fool called again. <laughs> so mm-hmm. some are like that. Mm-hmm. Even after repeatedly mm, mm, committing the folly, yeah. refuse to learn. Yeah, yeah. So that is how they have to. go through the experience a few times uh, maybe many many times so because everybody doesn't have the same learning capacity yeah they differ in a class you see uh, in a class of say uh, 50 students the teacher is teaching the same thing but everybody grasps 
differently. Mm-hmm. Some grasp quickly. Uh, some, uh, after being told a few times, then they can grasp. Some misunderstand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But it's so, all the same curriculum. Yeah, mm-hmm. same curriculum, same teacher, yeah. same person is talking to them. Mm-hmm. Yet, this is the variety, you know. So, yeah. that is how some people learn fast. That they just heard from the teacher, you are divine, you are that. That's enough for them. <laughs> mm. They uh, have realized the truth right then and there. Just by hearing once. Others, even after repeatedly hearing, do not understand. So they have to mm, do more practice, more thinking, mm-hmm. more um, physical work and so forth. Mm, more ritualistic worships. Mm-hmm. So it is all very good uh, because we are at different levels. So... <laughs> It's like that. Yeah. Mm. All paths lead to the same That is, yeah, because all paths are needed also. Yeah. Because people have different starting points, different uh, habits, mm-hmm. and different upbringing, and different socio-economic situations. Yeah. So the paths have to be different. One very good analogy uh, given is like you have a circle. Mm. Now there are infinitely many points on the circumference mm. and one center though. Center is one. So for all the points on the circumference, the goal is the center. That's good. Wow. Mm, but the paths are going to be different according to the, the that red eye. Yeah. That that particular red eye will be followed by that. Mm. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's so simple. So simple, you know. Yeah. So infinitely many paths. Although, say, we make broad classifications. Say somebody is Jewish. Somebody is Christian. Yeah. They are just broad divisions. No two Jews will be following the same actual path. Mm. They will have, according to their constitution, they will understand the Torah, the other holy scriptures, and follow accordingly. Mm -hmm. Mm. It is the Christians, see so many different sects, different paths. Mm. No two Christians will be going in the same way. Even if they are both Catholics, they will have again, you are from this order, I am from this order. Yeah. Mm, differences will be there. Mm, so, somebody was telling me yesterday, just close by in the same town, two Catholic churches right here mm, in uh, East Providence. That one is Loreto Cathedral and another is Matthew Cathedral. So it is now where you go and you follow that, you follow that. The central mm-hmm. idea of Christianity will be there, but still there will be difference in everybody's approach, you know. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> <laughs> yeah, that's so good, the circle. Yeah, I'm it is. remember a, that one. Yeah, it is a beautiful analogy. I like it. So we essentially, as in our bodies, all 8 billion, whatever amount of human beings there are, we are the different points on the circle. On the circle. And the center is God. Center is God. That's it. (laughs) Mm. Summing it up right there. Yeah, very beautiful idea. Mm. Yeah. (sighs) Wow, this is good. It was spoken of by Swami Vivekananda. Mm. That... He said the circle? Yeah, he yeah. gave this analogy. Wow. No. This is good. Um, Swami Vivekananda um, is, uh, you can say, uh, the first Hindu 
monk uh, who came here to preach. And he is a disciple of Ramakrishna. He is the chief disciple of Sri Ramakrishna. Mm-hmm. So he always thought that Sri Ramakrishna is the uh, voice. Uh, he is lending voice to Sri Ramakrishna's teachings. That's all. Yeah. Mm, so uh, he said, "I am not here to convert anybody to Hinduism. I want." all different religions to flourish yeah each person a christian should become a better christian uh, a hindu should become a better hindu and so forth you know yeah and becoming better means follow the path mm-hmm. mm. otherwise the christianity hinduism these that all paths are there Mm-hmm. but they don't help you if you don't want to follow it yeah mm. that's the most important the most part. important part that's what i feel as though gets lost in translation whether you want to believe in christianity yeah yeah Buddhism. that part gets lost yeah and otherwise what happens is religion is used for fighting yeah battling mm-hmm. yeah you can see which is the complete opposite complete opposite <laughs> it's like instead of bringing peace the religion is bringing all the wars yeah and such stuff yeah so strange yes and it is going on even now in the days yeah. what we say now people are more educated no use of that kind of education yeah you know mm, they educate are educated means now they have uh, weapons which can kill that uh, 100000 in a minute yeah yeah earlier they were not developed means they could kill only a few yeah right <laughs> now with development mm, this is the result mm-hmm. so unless we see this truth that all different people mm, different religions if you follow we will meet and therefore you will notice these things that those who actually follow and start experiencing god they are unanimous they have no discord mm. Mm. what do you mean by that means uh, jesus and buddha will not fight amongst each other oh i got you they yeah. will they will be united <laughs> uh-huh. you know yeah um yeah so even amongst the differences they'll see the similarity yeah mm-hmm. i therefore give classes on mysticism every summer mm-hmm. uh, about 7 8 classes during our summer time mm, so every tuesday there is a mysticism class in july and august so uh, why i take it is to show that mystics of different faiths like uh, see rumi or hafiz or we took up for two years uh, this master eckhart mm. mm-hmm. then uh, other christian mystic who has not left his name and uh, who wrote the wonderful treatise cloud of unknowing then last year uh, and this year also we took up bodhicarya avatara a great buddhist text mm-hmm. some years we took up Taoism, various beautiful Tao texts. Yeah. So there you can see that they speak the same language. The truth is one. Truth is one. That's it. You got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the wise call it by many names. Hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. Why is it called with many names? Because variety. is the spice of life the spice of life <laughs> yeah uh, exactly the variety is uh, what we deal with yeah and therefore things are separate you brought a very important philosophical point uh, mostly without intending uh, you, you were you were probably not intending Mm, to get into much philosophy here 
of the name. What is name? What is name? Yeah, what is a name that gives something, although changing uh, the feeling that it is same. Mm, like what do you mean? Yeah, for example, Gary uh-huh. or Swami. Mm. Oh. See, Gary, uh, two-month-old Gary. <laughs> Did that Gary, that picture of two-month-old Gary, can he put now on his driving license? <laughs> <laughs> I see. No. I see. No. But mm-hmm. then you will say the same Gary. Yes. Still Why? There. Mm-hmm. Still there. Same mm-hmm. red socks. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> now what is same there? The players change all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm. The owners change. The coaches change. Mm. The same Even the stadium is changed, I heard. Uh-huh. Mm. Everything changes. Mm. But what gives this the uh, illusion of continuity? The name. The name. Ah. Mm. Mm. That is why names become very important. Interesting. Mm. That is interesting. But it's also not to get caught up on the name. It's to know the name, right? But also what the name stands for. Yeah, that is true. But the very philosophy of name is very interesting. Mm. That it gives the illusory feeling of something not changing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but it's illusion. Yeah. And illusion. it is illusion. But there is the illusion has some truth behind it. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. That it is God is unchanging. Yeah. Everything uh-huh. like the screen that I was telling you about in the movie, yep. that remains unchanging. Mm-hmm. It is unchanged. You can see a big fire on the movie. In, mm, like one movie that I had seen in my you know college days, uh, Towering Inferno. Mm-hmm. Mm, so all fire. Mm, it was so powerful a shooting of the, that scene that people could not sleep for days, especially those who were staying in high-rise buildings. All such fire. Mm, But the screen didn't become even hot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, That remains unchanging. Mm -hmm. That's the essence. That is what is conveyed by the names. I see. Wow. Mm. Mm. So, name gives the sense of stability, unchanging. Ah. Mm. That Mm. is why repeat the name of God. Why in almost all religions, you have rosaries, you know? Yeah. Mm. You repeat the name of God Mm -hmm. or repeat a prayer. Why? Mm. Because that repetition of name, the inherent power in name, uh, will get revealed to you by doing that practice. Yeah. So, because name is very important. A great saint writes that, look, both name and form are great. But I, God and God's name, both are great. But I respect God's name even more than God. Mm. Because God's name has the power to bring God to you. Uh, yeah. It doesn't work other way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, like if I know name, I have probably not seen you. Uh, but I know this person, Gary, is somewhere here. Then I shout, who is Gary? And then the Gary looks behind that. Uh-huh. So I can get to Gary, uh-huh. uh, that person, by knowing the name. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. There's something special about the names of Sanskrit that bring you to God? There the is. A, see, nothing very special about it. Uh, any language will do. Whatever you are grown up with, whatever language you are comfortable with, Mm -hmm. you can use that. Like in Christianity, somebody will say Jesus, somebody will say Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or Yahweh. Yahweh. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. I like to think they're all reminders. All teachings are a reminder. That, know? yeah. Especially that Yahweh, uh, that, uh, that Jewish philosophy is so rich in that. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful. Yeah. We had actually in that mysticism classes, uh, two, three times we mm, uh, studied Kabbalah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Kabbalah. Yeah, something mm-hmm. special about that. Yeah. So there it says that it is beyond name. Mm-hmm. And therefore Yahweh is not a name to be uttered. Too late. Mm. <laughs> we already said it. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, no, we say that, but the meaning is that it is beyond, the reality is beyond name. Yeah. So The Brahman. Brahman. Mm-hmm. That is again a name, Brahman. Yeah. So... By name, you should go to nameless. Uh-huh. It's the name for the nameless. <laughs> name for the nameless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even say Swami, it's a name, but what you refer to is nameless. Yeah. Mm. Is that what Swami means? Like what is No, actual? no, it is for any name I am saying. You know, by name, you, yeah. it is an external epithet. Yeah. But the reality is nameless. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which is inside you, me, all of us. All of us. All of us. It's just not to get lost at the... Correct. Just the name. Yeah. <laughs> what it stands for. Uh, mm. So that is it, you know? Mm-hmm. That's it. What time is it? It is now 2.23. You want to start to wrap this thing mm-hmm. up? Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, um, let me just ask you this before we... Um, Conclude. Yeah, before we conclude, once we recognize this nameless reality, right, this, that we all encompass, the, the oneness of all, right, that which goes by many names, is there, um, is there like a different inclination in one's um, will here, you know, like um, rather than like an ego will, there's some kind of universal will of the logos, you could say, that comes about from, you know, knowing or remembering of what you really are. You are right, but it is difficult to specify that. One characteristic that goes with it is that it works for the true welfare of all. Yeah. Uh, without any hatred. Uh, towards anybody. Yeah. So, that is uh, one characteristic that goes with it. Mm -hmm. But uh, the nature of that will is uh, very, very difficult, well nigh impossible for ordinary people to guess also. (laughs) Mm. Mm. It is, uh, their will cannot be understood by uh, us, you know. Yeah. Because our wills are caught with our desires. Yeah. Mm, so, and our desires differ. So, your will may be different from my will. There is a funny story uh, that a man, it is olden times, that was uh, going in a bus and then another man came and sat by his side who had a long beard. And this man asked him, Have you lost your bedsheet? This man got, you can imagine, so surprised at this sudden question. This stranger asking me this this funny question, (laughs) Have you lost your bedsheet? What are you asking? He said, Look, you know, I am a very poor man. So, Mm, once I had lost my napkin. Mm. So, to buy another napkin, I didn't have money. So, I didn't shave for four days uh, so that I can keep some money aside to get uh, one napkin. Now I see you are having such a long beard. So, not a napkin. You must have lost a bedsheet. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> so, one, uh, 
that imagines the motives of other yeah i see mm-hmm. so therefore to imagine the will of such person is so difficult yeah that, yeah there's no so, point in even thinking about it not no point in even it. thinking about it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. No point in even asking about it. <laughs> I see. But good, good. It was a nice mm. uh, discussion with you. For sure. You have very good questions, and uh, thank you. Uh, you are your thought processes uh, very logical, scientific, and probing. You know what is called probing. probing. Yeah. 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 The interviewer has to have that. probing questions yeah and then the answers come out exactly yeah i try to get the answers out of people <laughs> exactly. yeah 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 like that the honeycomb you know you need to know how to poke the honeycomb ah. so that the honey comes out ah mm. yeah that's good. those who do not know when they poke only the bees come out <laughs> and sting that fellow uh-huh got to know how to poke i guess yeah <laughs> Well, hey, on that note, hey. that's um that's great. On that note, great. I I mm. thank you. Appreciate you for coming on here. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate mm. you uh for sharing your wisdom, sharing your time with me and everybody in the future. Um I don't know what else to say. Thank you. Thank you. Namaskar. 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 Namaste. Namaste everybody. Namaskar. <laughs>